0: versus slow money. And I'll dig into this a little bit. But you know, wealth is a long game. And I've been thinking about this, uh, you know, quite a bit lately. And I, I just love the organization Go Abundance, As you know, it's probably one of my you know favorite organizations. Um, and I think back to one of my favorite books, The Richest Man in Babylon, which by the way, if you have not read that book, um, get your hands on that book, because it's such a great great, well-rounded, simple book. It's written in parable format. The stories are entertaining, and it just kind of repeats some of the same principles over and over um, through different stories. And um, when we think about wealth being a long game, which it absolutely is, and tying this back into GoBundance, I'm thinking about, um, there's a character in the book called Arcad, and the king um, asks one of his advisors, he says, you know, is there a way to teach wealth um, and the advisor says, well, who better to teach it than, you know, the wealthiest man in Babylon, the richest man in Babylon, Arcad?" And so he calls him in and he says, Hey, can you teach this? And he says, sure, Lord, and, uh, or King or whatever. And, and so he says, assemble a hundred of, you know, your best people or whatever, and or business owners. And so he, uh, spends, starts spending time with them in the halls of learning and they start discussing money. And, and this comes back to go abundance. One of the reasons why I love go abundance is, Um, it's a place where I get to be inspired. And, you know, the Bible says there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel. And I love all the different mindsets. And so tying this back into, you know, wealth being a long game and the concept of fast money versus slow money. You know, there's a concept, and I hear a lot of people talking about or getting frustrated, like, oh, you know, all, all these people ever do is talk about money and this and that. And the reality is that's all any of us ever really think about. And I don't care who you are. And you might argue with me and say, Mike, I don't think about money, but you do think about money all day, every day. It might just not be in the way of I think about money in order to make more money, or I think about money from a strategic standpoint, or I think about money on how to compound it and grow it. So maybe all of us don't think about money from a positive perspective, which I would argue the majority of people that are building wealth and thinking about cash flow and increasing their income, and, and they're looking at this through a lens of um, slow money, meaning wealth building versus fast money, um, I, I, I just think it's a different way of looking at it. And so, again, circling back to what I was saying, all of us think about money all day, every day. You're in the grocery store, you're looking at prices. You go on Facebook right now, and all you see everywhere is you know people putting up the price of gas. And so even if you're not thinking about money, from this perspective of like having conversations about money. And here's the crazy thing is like the people that have the least amount of money are the ones that point at the people who are having positive conversations, learning conversations like Arcad had with the hundred about building wealth and thinking about growing money. And it's the people that don't have money that are frustrated by that because they're not thinking about money in a positive aspect. They're just trying to figure out how to get by. And I understand that because I've been there. Um, you know, I don't spend a lot of time talking about this, but, you know, I didn't grow up with a a lot of money. My, my mom, you know, was working multiple jobs and going to college and, you know, just doing the best they could. And my dad was working his butt off, uh, my stepdad. But the reality was like, I didn't have a lot growing up. And so I love getting into conversations about how we compound it, how we multiply it. And here's the thing. Um, and I'll just kind of go, you know, go through some scenarios. So wealth is a long game. cash flow is a long game. Income, making income is a fast game. And if you think about that, um, I'll circle back to this a little bit, but this is why, you know, organizations pay people weekly and every two weeks. And what's crazy is as you get more to an executive level or higher up the ranks, you know, some people get paid monthly or consultants get paid, you know, um on an invoicing basis every 45 days. And then you got executives that don't even make a salary sometimes or you know, they get paid primarily in stock uh, dividends and bonuses and that kind of stuff. And when we even think about bonuses, most employees don't get annual bonuses. They get, uh, you know, faster recurring bonuses because they think about money all the time. This is a conversation that business owners actually have. Um, You know, we can't wait to bonus the majority of people annually. Um, You know, when I was, when I had the plumbing and HVAC company, we would incentivize our technicians. And even though we would pay them out, In their paycheck every two weeks, we would have a dashboard that would show them what they were making because that's what keeps them motivated. And so, um, you know, income is a fast game. Stock market investing is a fast game, meaning if you're day trading or trading on your own, Uh, but a 401k is a long game. Or when you put your money into, you know, um, a, a money market account, you know, you expect to leave that there more long term. Real estate is a slow game. Your house, is that an asset or is it a liability we don 't think about our house from an investment standpoint as a fast game it 's more of a of a slow game so when we when we start getting our mind around this and the proper methodology or the right way to think about it, um, we have to differentiate that and again, just bringing it back to you know the average person thinks that wealthy people or people that are in groups like Gobundance or whatever that all we think about is money, and that 's not really true it 's just that money becomes The business money becomes the way that we are going to compound and multiply it, and so you know, there's a lot of people that just think about um income trading their time for money, and you know, they're thinking about it on a faster game, like um, you know, how much money am I going to make this week? How much money am I spending this week? What's the budget? Which, by the way, I'm not opposed to a budget. Um, another great principle that you know, I learned from Richest Man in Babylon because I used to hate a budget. But, you know, one of the comments in there is like, well, who would create the budget? You would. And your budget is only dictated by the amount of money that you can make and then also the amount of money that you take and you begin investing and compounding that. And so, you know, really it's all about, I've said it this way for a long time, you make as much fake money as you can and then pour it into cash flowing assets. So that's the big differentiator there. Make as much fake money as you can, which is a short game, and then pour it into cash flowing assets, which is a long game. And so when you think about this, um, well, there's a lot of different ways to think about it. And I'll kind of wrap up here. One of the things that I've constantly been reminded of lately is I'm telling my story and people are wanting to get, you know, our story of uh, progression and how we came out of, you know, the W2 world and then built our real estate portfolio. And it's, it's an evolution of mindset and it's easier to connect the dots backwards than it is when you're in that position going forward. And so you know, a lot of times you you look at somebody that's done something successful and you think they had it all figured out along the way. And that's just not true. They have it figured out, looking at it going backwards. And a lot of what they did, you know, some of it was methodical, at least this is the case for me. Some of it was methodical, but some of it was luck. Some of it was timing. Some of it was, you know, just not knowing any better and doing exactly what coaches or mentors tell you. And so when you, it's a lot easier to connect the dots backwards, but when you're looking at it going forwards, it's really that simple. Um, and again, I say this all the time, but what do you really want? Why do you want it? What are you going to do to get it? Measure results and adjust. The adjusting part is so important because, again, uh, looking forward, we don't have it all figured out, and that's why we need to adjust. Now, when you look backwards, you look like a you know a rock star and like you knew everything that was going on, and you start telling the story, and you're like, "Oh man, that guy's such a genius." But the reality was. That guy or girl just adjusted and adjusted and adjusted. You try something, it doesn't work. You adjust. You try something, it doesn't work. You adjust. That's why measuring results is so important along the way. And so when you bring this back to, um, you know, just moving through the process. And and again, uh, I kind of went off on a tangent there, but it was about thinking backwards. And when we look at connecting the dots, and when we look at, you know, going going backwards, it was for Kara and I. It was really about. We started a business. It was pouring off a bunch of capital. What are we going to do with this? We started investing it in real estate. And and if you've heard my story, you'll know that when we were thinking about real estate, we were thinking about it as a long game. Now, I'm going to carry this into part two. But the difference between the long game, fast money and slow money, or the short game and the long game is how we think about this stuff. Um, And I'll leave you with this. And then um, you can just listen to this on episode two next week. The way we think about that is super important because a lot of people that we talk to right now are getting into, you know, they want to get into real estate or investing or whatever because they're looking at it as a way to create more income, fast money, which is good, it's fine. But when Kara and I were looking at this and we were running our business which was spinning spinning off cash and we said to ourselves how do we buy two income producing properties a year for 10 years? The reason for that was we figured that if we had bought 20 properties over the course of 10 years and you go down the road to the age of 65, I would, I would have a, a real estate portfolio for my retirement. So I was thinking about real estate from a perspective of slow money, not fast money. Makes sense. But what so many people are doing today is they're thinking about real estate or, um, you know, their side hustle or whatever as a way to make more income, which again, there's nothing wrong with that, but just call it what it is. If you're going to do it to make more income, your lifestyle is probably going to increase and you're going to need to continue to make more money. What Karen and I did is we made more money and we invested it in the slow game, which if you heard the story, you know, that, uh, you know, we bought two income producing properties the first year and then went off and bought a mobile home park in the second year. Um, And then, you know, that that was a 72 space mobile home park and then went on to, you know, get 45 doors and um, five mobile home parks that we had and, and commercial buildings and, and running a business the whole time. But we weren't living off of our real estate. So to me, the real estate was an investment portfolio. It was slow money. And I've always continued how to learn how to make more fast money. So none of it's right or wrong. It's your life. Do it as you please. But the reality is, call it what it is. Fast money is fast money, and slow money is slow money, and you need to learn how to differentiate it. So stay tuned next week for part two, where we'll dive into this a little bit more. And by the way, as a side note, um, we are in an interesting time when it comes to real estate, and I do believe that no matter what, whether you're looking at getting into real estate as a fast game, fast money, or a slow game, slow money, and wealth building, um, real estate is a great, great way to accomplish either one of those. And we are getting ready to launch the real estate accelerator online version. We did a live version with the group. It was amazing. Um, the online version is launching here in the next couple of weeks. If you're interested in that, um, text the word real estate to 480 531 7519 if you're on the early waitlist you're going to get a discount on the real estate accelerator so text the word real estate to 480-531-7519 this is not a deep dive on any certain real estate asset class this is a real estate um, generalist perspective and i did bring in a bunch of my friends mentors etc um, so you will get a bunch of bonus modules that are very, um, specific industry specific. I brought in a, a guy who's an expert in short-term rentals. I brought in a guy that's an expert in land development. I brought in a person that's an expert at flipping homes. I brought in Ken McElroy, the Ken McElroy, you'll get a, a module from him on, um, real estate investing. So, um, if you're interested in that, the normal price is going to be three ninety seven. but if you text me the word real estate and you get on the early wait list, at 480-531-7519, real estate to 480-531-7519, you will get a discount. So go make some fast money, go make some slow money, at least think about it. Which one do you want, which category to fall into? Probably a little bit of both and that's okay. If you've found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom,